Blog Talk Radio. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to the Abundant Solutions Hour, where our goal is to help others be more, do more, and have more. I'm your host, Brian J. Henderson. And I'm your co-host, Gregory Turner. Gregory. What's up, man? Hey, man, God is awesome. Again? <laughs> what do you do now? God is always doing something. <laughs> you know how you have, you know you have, you know how you have these people that are always up to something? Yeah. With, and it's always like a sneaky person. It's always up to what, what is he doing? He always got something going on. Well, God is not a sneaky person. He'll let you know right away what he got going on. That's right. That's and he's right. always up to something. Yeah, you know what, Brian? A lot of people, man, uh, this this is the thing and. You'll understand later in the show why I was why I wanted this guest on the show. So many people are out there hurting and suffering and they think that they can. You know, they they're looking at their situation right now and they're thinking, you know what, the dreams that I've had for my life, I wanna be that. And I was on Tyler Perry's page today, Brian, and what I saw was I saw people reaching out to Tyler saying, I want to be an actor, please uh, look me up, call me, do this, do that. And they're reaching out to him as if uh, he's their only hope. Right. And a lot of times, I, I guess what they're thinking is, I'm just going to try it, but what if Tyler really called them? Would they be ready? Do they really think that they could do what they're asking him for? And so the reason I say that is, we're asking God for all these great things, but are we really prepared yeah. to handle them when God gives them to us? Yeah, you know, I, I agree. There, there's a lot of people that say, well, hey, I want to do this. I want to be that. I want to be rich. You know, everybody says, I want to be rich. You know, yes. but will you be able to handle being rich? You know, are you prepared to be rich? Are you prepared for... You know, one thing, are you prepared to pay the taxes on being rich? You know, <laughs> you know are you prepared to pay your tithe? There's a price. There is a price. There's a price for the things we ask God for. You know, but the underlying thing about it is you can ask him. That's right. See, he never said that you couldn't ask him. The Bible says that he says, ask and ye shall receive. Knock and the door shall be opened. And, Brian, he also said, according to your faith, be it unto you. Mm-hmm. And, you know, a lot of times when people were going through these things, we look at our circumstances and we say, you know what? My circumstance is bigger than God. Hmm. They may not say it, but you can see it in their actions. You know, what I notice people doing, and I even myself, I've done this in the past, I would try to fix the problem myself. Instead of giving it to God and saying, God, you fix it. Mm. You know, because you got to remember, he's the architect. So he built it all. That's so right. if there's a problem with it, he knows how to fix it. <laughs> and <laughs> and see, we, we grab a hold of something not necessarily knowing everything about it. And then when it doesn't work right, we start tinkering around with it, trying to fix it. That's right. When all we had to do was say, God, this is yours anyway. Can you can you fix this for me? <laughs> hey, hey, it's so simple. It's so simple to God. All he had, I mean, you know what, man? He can change anything at the at the blink of an eye. He can change it. It could yeah. be changed. But you know what, Brian? I'm going to bring our guest in. Our guest tonight is Pastor David Eggleston. He's here in Tallahassee, Florida. And I'll tell you what, he's a mighty, mighty man of God. He's the pastor of New Image, <clears throat> the New Image Christian Center here in Tallahassee. Pastor Eggerson, are you there? Yes, I am. Man, you sound like you're ready. Oh, uh, we are ready as ready can be. <laughs> yes, sir. Welcome uh, to the Abundant Solutions Hour. I am glad to be here. Man, yeah. we're, 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 we're so happy to have you on. And I see that, you know, at your church, you, you have this thing that you do on Wednesdays, Wednesdays that's just so powerful. It's called Empowered to Win Wednesdays. Yes, yes. God gave me that. Uh, and his, the thing about God's people is they need they, they really need to be empowered. And mm-hmm. in order to be empowered, you have to know who you are. 
Mm-hmm. And I know the scripture is, you know, is, is there for us to read, and the scripture says that we can do all things through Christ who strengthens us. Mm-hmm. But until we uh, replace the I with your own namesake, <laughs> we will never be able to fulfill that which Christ has called us to do because we'll read the scripture, but we won't read ourselves into the scripture. Mm-hmm. And that's so important today uh, that we, when we see the scripture, first of all, know that, uh, that God's word is true. And that when he said that I can do all things, that means David can do all things. That means Greg can do all things through Christ. That means even the listening audience, a, 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 a believer can do all things through Christ. And, the, and you know what? That's so amazing and powerful that you say that. Tonight's topic is you can. Oh, man. Okay, okay. <laughs> wonderful, wonderful. You can. <laughs> I didn't want to interrupt you, but I had to get that part in there. You can. So, Pastor, let me ask you a question. Mm-hmm. When you're dealing with people at your church and when you deal with people around areas, and, I, and I've seen you, uh, when, when you when you speak, I was at a thing that you were at, at one of the uh, things that we did for the youth. It was, a, it was a beautiful thing, and you were giving us the spiritual health and the spiritual food that we need to nourish our bodies. Mm-hmm. Do you run across a lot of people that feel like where they are they can't succeed? Uh, I do. I, and, and, and what I tell them is that you're looking uh, at your own inabilities or your own abilities, and you're trying to figure out how to get out of your situation with your own abilities. Yeah. As opposed to uh, Jesus did the finished work on the cross. He said it is finished. Mm. You know, Third John tells us that uh, above all, I wish that thou prospers as thy soul prospers. So I would never, I can never prosper above the level of my thinking. And so they're in a position where they're thinking that I'm stuck in a dead-end job, I'm stuck in a dead-end position, and I can't get out. Wow. You know, I I talked with someone today who felt like that. Mm-hmm. And the encouragement that I gave them, you know, because we were discussing the job, and they were saying, you know, I'm stuck. I'm stuck here. If I If I leave, I can't, you know, work anywhere else. I'm under contract. Mm-hmm. And I said, you know, he said, I can't work anywhere else doing this same thing. Mm-hmm. And I said, who says that you had to do the same thing? That's good. You know, I said, see, you're thinking inside the box. Mm-hmm. I, you know, I told him, step outside the picture and look at the frame, and you'll notice that there are other things in the picture besides you. <laughs> that's beautiful. You know, and so that's just encouraging for me, to, you know, I because mean, it encouraged me as I said it, you know, to her. And, and the big thing on that is, is she said, I can't. I can't. <laughs> and that's opposite of I can. And see, the devil is so tricky in terms of our words because we know the Bible tells us that death and life is in the power of our tongue. Mm-hmm. And so we frame the world by the words of our mouth. And so in order for me to rise above it, see, the Bible says out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. So the very thing that I allow to get in my heart dictates what comes out of my mouth. Yes. What comes out of my mouth then frames my world because I am speaking spiritual words into the atmosphere. And that our words have created power. And so we then either speak blessings over our life or we speak uh, curses over our life. And I know we, we hear the word curse and we think, you know, cursing, you know, you know, like when we grew up cursing. But if we if we notice what Jesus, Jesus made a statement. He, he spoke to the fig tree and said, you'll, you'll never bear fruit again. He made this statement to the fig tree. He came looking for fruit, figs, and there were no figs there. And uh, what did he do? He actually spoke a negative word over the tree. You will never, I can't, how can I, you know, it's, we, we, it's just negative. And the Bible says, of course, it looked the same, you know, when they saw it. The disciples saw the tree. It didn't. It appeared that nothing happened, but it always happens. But it happens in an area that we cannot see. Mm. Things are first spiritual, but then they're natural. Yeah. So he spoke to, and the Bible went. The next day they came back by, and the Bible says that that it was dried up from the root up. And when we're speaking negativity like that, we're speaking to the root area of our life, and it just it just comes up on the inside of us, and then it comes out. You know, Pastor, 
it's interesting that you said that because that that when you when you said it, it immediately made me think about when we talk to our children mm-hmm. and to our youth. You know, I have this thing about telling my children, you know, and it's bad. And I and, and listening audience, forgive me. I'm working on it. God ain't finished with me yet. But I tell my children when they're being loud or boisterous, I say, shut up, mm-hmm. shut that noise up. Mm-hmm. You know, and it's just something that just comes right out. You know, because in my heart, I want them to shut up, <laughs> so it comes out. You yes, know, but what I'm trying to work on is not saying the word "shut up" because I understand that when something is shut up, you know, it's it's closed. Mm-hmm. You know, it's it's restricted, and I don't want to I don't want to speak that into their lives. You know, and so what what do you think is the best way? To keep our youth, you know, open. Now, what you said, open, open, like open to to communication. Mm-hmm. You know, because usually, you know, and I, and I heard this said before, and I always say, use it. it. Says we spend the first two years of their life teaching them how to walk and oh, talk, yeah. and the rest <laughs> of their life telling them to shut up and sit down. <laughs> you know, <laughs> and that. That is so true. You know, you want them to walk so bad, and when they start walking, you want them to sit down. Right. <laughs> uh, you know, I often speak this over my kids. I say, you know what? You know, and I say, you're too smart. You know, you're smarter than that. The decision that you made, you know, you know, you're smarter than the decision you just made. Right. You know, somebody, I'm just dumb what you did. I said, no, no, you're too smart for that. And what am I doing? I'm really speaking that they are smart. Right. Now, at the time, they, they actually they are smart, but, you know, they, they did a thing that was not smart. But what I'm doing is I'm taking uh, a, a note as to how the Spirit of God moved in Genesis. Say so he moved, the Bible says he moved over the face of the deep and it was darkness. But he didn't speak to the darkness. He spoke what he wanted. So let there be light. Although darkness was there, he didn't address it. He didn't let there be light. Although with our kids it may be loudness and you know they're acting up, and what what do we want to do? We want to speak peace. We want to calm down because we want them to calm down. So so what you're saying is, when God spoke that, He was speaking something that was more powerful than what was. Than what was, yes, and He also wanted to change what He saw. So he didn't even address the negativity. He just spoke the positive. There you go. Okay. And then it was darkness there, but he spoke light. Well, where did he get the light from? From within himself. Mm. And, that's, and that's something that we can do. And a lot of times, you know, we hear people say, I'm never going to find a husband. I'm never going to find a good woman. There's no good women out there. There's no good men out there. And that's an area, that's something that they really want, but they, they can't see it, and they're speaking that. Mm-hmm. And they don't realize that that's the life that they're speaking. That's the life that they're speaking. And so even Proverbs tells us in uh, uh, Proverbs, you're snared by the words of your mouth. Mm-hmm. So now I'm snaring myself by the words of my own mouth. I, I, I no good men left out there. I never found a husband. Jesus would say, makes this statement, according to your faith, be it unto you. You know, Pastor, it, it, it's funny because I hear a lot of people even saying and making these statements, who's going to want me? I'm, you know, old, fat, ugly, short, tall, thin, got three kids, got no kids, no job, work too much. You know, they find all these things that, you know, some people call limitations mm-hmm. and other people call qualities. Yes. You know? And so what why do you think people tend to limit their themselves? Why do you think they say, Well, I'm too this, I'm too that? Do you think it's out of fear or do you just think it is out it's out of, you know, for lack of a better word, out of ignorance? Well, you know, I, I you know, I think it's out of environment. Because, you know, our, our environment shapes our thinking so much. And so out of our environment, we hear these negative connotations about ourselves. Mm. And so we then catch hold of those connotations and take hold of them ourselves, and we begin to say them. 
As a kid, we don't know what knock on wood meant, but somewhere along the line, hey, knock on wood. <laughs> so we heard it in our environment. Yes, yes. You know, we hear it in our environment. Your daddy want nothing, he he's not going to never be nothing. So you're here because he wasn't there. They were angry at the dad at the time. You know, Pastor, that made me think about, like, even back in in the old times of slavery and when they considered that we were three-fifths of a man. Mm-hmm. For every five, you know, they basically said for every five black people, we're going to count them as three. Mm-hmm. You know, so they made us less of a man. They made us sort of subhuman property. Mm-hmm. You know, do you think that's why nowadays we, you know, we tend to not have the self-worth that we should have or the self-worth that others may have? And I'm not saying everybody's like that, but you know, it's just become increasingly apparent that there's a lot of people out there that don't know their worth. Again, I think it goes back to, uh, you know, we we say ignorance. I call them. I call it uninformed. Mm-hmm. You know, to 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 know and not do is to not to know at all. And so I, you know, you know, you'll hear this statement. I know Michael Jordan. Well, well, no, you don't. But you know Michael Jordan. Uh-huh. Do you follow me? So yeah. I, I I know. I, I know, and you'll hear people say this, I know the Bible says that I can do it. See, they don't say, I know I can. It's I know Greg said I can do it. I know Brian said I can do it. But they're not saying they know that they can do it. And when we get in that state, we're, 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 we're like the, the sons of Sceva. They went in and tried to cast that demon out. I said, we cast you out in, in, in Paul's God. It wasn't in their God. It was in somebody else's God. So I know the Bible said, but what do you say? Mm. But For what about that are just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. If you have a comment or a question for Pastor David Elgerson, you can call us at 718-508-9600. That's 718-508-9600. You know, Pastor, it's it's funny, and I always say it's funny, so forgive me. <laughs> but so many people out there don't believe they can do it. They don't believe they have the ability to change, for one, to change what they believe. Hmm. You know, and then change their environment. You know, they're so stuck on, you know, they're so stuck in neutral that they can't go forward. And they can't go backward. So whichever way the car rolls, it just rolls. Because they're afraid to put their foot on the brake, and they're afraid to put their foot on the gas. And that's a horrible position to be in. And and, and I say that, and when you, it just came to my spirit. I think about the, the the parable of the talents. You know, one being given one, uh, one fellow was given two, and one was given five. And the five, the fellow who had five said, uh, he came back, I took the five, and I made five additional. I said, well done, good and our faithful servant. The guy had the two, same thing. The guy with the one was in neutral. Mm-hmm. I know you was a hard man, so I took it and I parked it. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do anything with it. And he said, you lazy, wicked servant. Could have put it in the in the bank, could have made some interest. Well, that's what happens when people, they park. I can't go forward and I can't go backward. And so God is calling us to be progressive. He said be fruitful and multiply. Can't multiply from standing still. I stand still because I don't know who I am. What, in order to find out why I was created, you go to the maker of the thing to find out why it was created. So I, if I come on and say, Brian, uh, uh, Greg, the radio show, why did you make it? See, you all created this show, so you can tell me why you did it. Yes. Other people can say why they thought you did it or why they think it was created, but only the maker know why the thing was created. And so we look to talk show hosts. You know, when I say that, you know, we look at the Oprah's, not, not much love Oprah and all of them, but we look to see what they have to say about a thing. Oh, that's why I think this way. Well, no, I go to God and I say, God, why am I this way? Because I am fearfully and wonderfully made, and I am expensive. Because you sent your very best to die for me. Yes. 
But you know, right now in somebody's home, some somebody somewhere, some woman, some man has walked out on a woman and left her, and now she's trying to get herself together. What would you say to this woman that feels like, you know, she's feeling that she did something wrong, or I can't keep a husband, or my husband has left me, and and now I'm struggling with this and I'm struggling with that. Is there hope for me? Is there a husband out there for me? Or how can I get myself back together? Well, you know, the thing that she would want to do is stay plugged in. Uh, so long as we're plugged into the power source, we get power. And it's sometimes at those times that we have that disconnect with the dysfunctions of our lives that we unplug. And we want to go back to what we used to do or what we know how to do. And that's the time that we need to plug in and stay plugged into him. And once we stay plugged into the Father, he said, if you abide in me and my word abide in you, you can ask what you will. And when a tough time comes, you know, it's like being on a plane. I say this at the church a lot. You know, when when you go through turbulence on a plane, you don't go to the pilot and say, hey, I need to get off this plane. (laughs) No, you buckle up and ride that thing out. And when we have turbulent times in our lives, we have to, Buckle up. Paul had a, a turbulent time in his life. And the Bible says he he sought the, the Lord three times, saying, I need you to get rid of this thorn. But it's at that time that he told about, look, you know, my grace is sufficient for you. In this time of weakness, that's when you're going to be strong. And we see God in a completely different light. We want to have the victory, but we don't want to go through the battle. In order to have the to have a victory, we have to go through all throughout the scriptures. You, Hezekiah, Hezekiah went to him and said, "We we we can't fight this army. They're too many." You know, he prayed and fasted, had everybody fast. And of course, then the word of the Lord came and told him, "Okay, well, you won't have to do this thing. The battle is not yours. It's going. It's mine." But he told them, "You still got to go to the battlefield." It's interesting that although they didn't have to fight, they still had to go to the battlefield. And it's often, you know, well, God, why I got to go to the battlefield if I want to fight? God says, will you be obedient to what I'm telling you? Because it's so much greater than sacrifice, our obedience. Yes, absolutely. You know, I was thinking about when the word says, abide in me and I will abide in you. Mm-hmm. And it made me think, is that they say, if you show up, I'll show out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> God is awesome. He is awesome. <laughs> you know, being to say that, I got this, you know, of course, you know, uh, I'm a young pastor, and, and, and not, there's nothing new under the sun. And when I reach people, I like, I like to use simple illustrations. You know, and Ludacris had this song out, you know, maybe a couple of years, maybe last year, sometime it was. But it says, when you move, mm-hmm. I move. Just like that. <laughs> and so when I look at the scripture, I see God moving that way all throughout the scripture. He told her, the leper said, Jesus, Son of God, have mercy on us. Jesus said, go show yourself to the priest. And the Bible says, as they went, they were, they were healed. They were made whole. And so in other words, when they moved, he moved just like that. <laughs> well, what about the woman with the issue of blood? The woman with it. <laughs> What's so fabulous about the woman with the issue of blood is this, is that it wasn't a healing ceremony. It wasn't a tent revival for healing. <laughs> Jesus was on his way to Jairus' house. And this woman reached in and she took what she wanted. <laughs> See, the Bible says the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violent take it by force. She went in said, look, I'm here. I heard he was here. Look, faith comes by hearing. She heard he was in town. <laughs> <laughs> so, so she heard, she had she heard about the faith, and then she acted on what she heard. Mm-hmm. And so she said, "I got to have a sacrifice." She sacrificed her life because the Bible says that during that those times, if a woman was caught out, they could be stoned to death. Mm-hmm. So she was sacrificing her life to go get this healing. She didn't ask anybody. She said, "He's here, and I'm gonna take what I need because if I but touch it, I know I'll be made whole." She had already spoke what she wanted. She didn't say. I'm not going to get healed. I'll use all my money. Y'all heard what he did for them. I don't believe he can do that for me, though, because I've spent money on all these physicians, and they they couldn't do nothing. No. 
What did she do? She spoke over her life what she wanted. I know if I but touch, I will be made whole. And we have to have the same rationale when we go through our tough times. I, I, I know he just walked out. But Corinthians tell me in 10 and 13, so there's, there's no temptation that has taken me, but such as is common to man. Other men are walked out on women as well. And I love it because it says, but God is faithful. Didn't say I was faithful. Didn't say the, the, the man who left was faithful. But he said, God is faithful. And then he will not allow me to be tempted above that which I'm able to bear. So I can't be tempted above. Look, God won't give you a fifth grade test if you're in the second grade. <laughs> so I told him at the church, you've been designed for every storm that you will ever encounter. That's right. If a storm comes your way, you've been designed for it. Why? He already spoke it into your existence. Why? You've been predestined. So nothing surprises God. One thing none of us won't ever hear God say is, oops. Right. <laughs> Didn't know that was going to happen. Do you, think, do you think that when you're in that, that session of he walked out or she walked out, do you think it's the timing that, that, that's causing a person to feel that God is not moving because they don't see anything happening at that time? Yeah, but then, then, but to, to get in the mode of seeing is, is not really where we want to be at because we walk by faith and not by sight. Yeah. You know, it's like feelings. You know, sometimes we, we, we move based on our feelings. And, and uh, I, I know Brian, Brian made a statement that said, uh, ask and it shall, I think he said, ask and it shall be given to you. Mm. You know, it doesn't say ask, feel, and it shall be given to you. Seek, feel, and you shall find. Knock, feel, and it shall be opened. So in those tough times, God is still God. He hadn't changed. He hadn't forgot about you. He said, how am I going to get out of this? You know what? I don't know how you can get out of it. I don't know how you can get out of it, but I know who knows the answer. And so even in those tough times, I still have to be positive. Jesus didn't get negative because they came up against him. He still stayed positive. And likewise, we must stay the same. We must be positive. How do I do that, man of God? You're saying I must do it. Well, we do it by transforming our minds. Because to go in with our current thinking and our mindset, it'll never happen. So now I've got to go to Romans 12. I've got to renew. I can't be conformed to this world. I can't be conformed to this way of thinking. I've got to transform my way of thinking. And the only way I can transform it is through the Word of God. I've got to get what's in out. So I must be brainwashed. I know that's not a good word, but I need to wash my brain of the old way of thinking mm-hmm. and then replace it with what God says. Now, he says, I'm the head and not the tail. Well, since he's not a man that he should lie, and that since he's the same yesterday, today, and forever, Hebrews 13 and 8, well, if he said it, then it is so. But I don't see it. Well, that's the order of God. He spoke to Abraham and called him the father of nations before he had any kids. Told Jeremiah, uh, you're a prophet. Jeremiah said, I'm a child. He said, say now that I'm a child. Why? He's, he's training him how not to speak negative over his life. Mm-hmm. And so that's where we have to be. We have to train ourselves to speak positive over our lives. To speak what his words say. Because I say this, you can speak a, a positive statement, but it not be a statement of faith. For example, I feel good today. That's a positive statement, but it's not a statement of faith. The statement of faith says, by his stripes I'm healed. To, say, to be in faith is to say what God says. That's right. Yes, yes, yes. If you're just joining us, you're listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. And our guest tonight is Pastor David Eggleston. And he is off the chain for the Lord right now, boy. I tell you, <laughs> I, you know, I've I've been wanting to ask so many different questions, but every, each time he starts talking, he answers the question, and I'm like, okay, so I got to ask another question. Oh, there it is. There's the answer. Right. <laughs> you know, God is awesome. He is an awesome God, and we won't allow him to be awesome because we limit God. We box him in. So well, God won't do that. Yeah. You know, I was thinking about. Uh, I can't remember when it was. I think it was the other day. 
and I was talking. It was it was Sunday, and I was talking to the kids at church, you know, and uh, I was telling them, I said, your arms are too short to box with God. Mm-hmm. And they're like, how can you box with God? He don't have arms, do he? You know, because, mm-hmm. you know, in the thinking of a child, if you tell a, a child that God is a spirit, you know, they right away think about a ghost. And so I said, your arms are too short to box with God. Mm-hmm. You know, and I was just going by, you know, the old saying and the song soundtrack that says that. You know, but what I was trying to teach them is that you can't get mad at God because God changed something or because God didn't allow something that you wanted to happen to happen. Mm-hmm. So what about the folks that have been obedient to the word and they've been waiting on God to answer, you know, maybe a, a petition, a request, a prayer, and so forth? What would you say to them? Because, you know, I... I I remember in my early in my prayer life, you know, I would pray something, and when I, as a child, I would say, "Lord, I love you, I believe in Jesus Christ, and please, Lord, give me a thousand dollars." Amen. In mm-hmm. Jesus' name, Amen. And you know, as when I was little, every night that was my prayer: "Lord, please give me a thousand dollars." Amen. But I never got that $1,000 as a child. And as I got older, I stopped saying that prayer because I didn't see it working. It didn't work. I said it every, just about every night I said my prayers. I made sure. I said, and please give me $1,000. Mm-hmm. And, you know, when I became a teenager, I stopped praying like that because I'm like, man, the Lord ain't giving me no $1,000. He ain't gave me $1,000 yet. <laughs> you know? And as an adult, you know, I've made thousands of dollars, you know, working, you know, for the past, you know, decade or so that I've been working. Mm-hmm. I've made thousands of dollars. And never did I think that each time I made that prayer, he answered it later on. You know, and I mean, it's like I was like, thank you, Lord, for this job. But I never said, thank you for that $1,000 for the first time I said it, the second time I said it, the third time I said it, the 299th time I said it. You know what I mean? Yes. And it was like, God answers your prayers, mm-hmm. whether you remember what they are or not. So what what would you say to those who who are still struggling with their prayers not being answered? Well, you know, if it's the prayer of faith, and that sounds like petition prayer, well, with petition prayer, you must believe that you received at the moment that you pray. If I'm not doing that, then I'm not in faith in terms of my belief in the prayer. And so that's the first thing we want to do. We want to, when we ask Him, we want to believe right then that we receive it. You know, Mark eleven twenty two says, you know, like have faith in God, and 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 and, and so it says, for surely I say, whosoever shall say to the mountain, be removed and be cast into the sea, and does not doubt in his heart, but believes those things he says, not said, but says, will be done. He will have whatsoever he says, not what he said, but what he says. Says means I'm saying it, I'm, I'm just always saying it. Therefore I say whatever things you ask when you pray, believe that you receive them and you will have them. So I have to believe that I receive right when I pray. So I have to, I, right when I pray, I must believe it. Then I got to understand that that it's a process. And then the Bible even answers that question for us. It says that right over in Mark again, if we go back to four, it says the kingdom of God is as if a man should scatter seed on the ground and should sleep night and rise by day, and the seed should sprout and grow. He himself does not know how, for the earth yields uh, crops by itself, first the blade, then the head, after that, the full grain in the head. And so right there is the process. Mm-hmm. See, First, the blade, then the head, and after that, the full grain in the head. I would often tell them at, my, uh, at the church, okay, if you, got, you know, if you believe in God for increasing, you got a 10-cent raise, don't get mad. Your faith working. <laughs> First, the blade. I got a dime. That's the blade. I can't say, oh, man, I ain't get but a dime. This ain't nothing. It's funny how a dime is not nothing when you get the increase, but a dime is everything when you pay your tithe. Teach, Pastor, teach. 
<laughs> That's too much. Ten dollars. I, I don't know if they're ready for that one. I don't know if they're ready. All right. Well, we'll stay where you can then. <laughs> <laughs> and so in terms of the prayer, it's a process. I must believe that I received it when I pray. I have to. I, I got it already. I, I, I got one. Tomorrow when I wake up and pray, or tonight I go to bed, Lord, I thank you. I'm going to use an example. I thank you for my $1,000. Mm-hmm. Next day, Lord, I th- I'm, I'm thanking him for the $1,000. It's like putting some on layaway. You know, you got some on layaway, you're going to start make, getting ready. All you got is a ticket to say you got it on layaway, but you tell everybody you got it. That's right. Yeah, I call it a CD account, Christ Deliverance. Account. That's right. <laughs> Put you know it in what, a Pastor? CD, let it gain interest. Mm-hmm. Pastor, <laughs> you know, when Jesus prayed, he said, thank you for hearing me mm-hmm. before he got into his prayer. Mm-hmm. He said, thank you for hearing me. You know, when, when I read that, what I got from that was he was thanking God in advance for answering his prayer before he asked him. Mm. He said, thank you for hearing me. And I've been doing that, and, it, and I tell you what, it is an awesome thing. It's an awesome thing. Yeah. But I have a I have a MySpace question real quick. Okay. Uh, someone sent in. Why do people have the same sickness as people in their family? Why is it being passed down? Uh, for the most part, it's, uh, it's generationally spoke in that family. For instance, you know, grandmama had diabetes, my mama had diabetes, I'm probably going to have diabetes too. Mm. So it's perpetuated by what we say. Now, uh, uh, now, naturally, I can do things that will, you know, push me that direction. Uh, uh, let's say, if, uh, you know, if diabetes has been in my family and I grow up, I can't, I can't eat all the sweet potato pies that I can and say, God, you know, I'm, I'm going to speak life over myself. But then in the natural, I just I do things contrary to the things that I spoke. And then things come upon me and say, well, the Lord probably wanted me to have it. No, because in him there's light, no darkness at all. That's right. And then it says every good gift and perfect gift comes down from the Father. So, you know, I think sometimes as as believers and uh, we get into this position that when it's all good, it's all God, and when it's all bad, it's all the devil. And they leave out the responsibility of the individual. But you are, we are where we are today because of choices that we made. Not choices that God made, but choices that you made. Because Jesus said on the cross, it is finished. So now I make the choice. He told Joshua, okay, if you meditate, then you will make your way successful. Deuteronomy said, I've given you the power to get wealth. Mm-hmm. So now you have, Jesus uh, came out of the grave and said, look, I now, all power is in my hand, but then when he left, he said, now I give you a power. You have the authority now. Behold, I give you power. That's why he told us that we don't climb the rough side of the mountain anymore. <laughs> I know it's a song, but now we speak to the mountain and say, be thou removed and cast away. Now, another popular song is, please don't move my mountain. I heard a song called that, please don't move my mountain. Well, I'm going to speak to my mountain. As much as I can speak to any mountains that come in my life, I'm not going to say, please don't move my mountains. No, move my mountain. A mountain, get out of my way. A mountain, get out of my way. <laughs> oh, man, you're going to make me sing on here tonight. <laughs> and so I love it when you say you, you, you give thanks because it tells us in everything, give thanks. It pray without season. Mm-hmm. In everything, give thanks. Yeah, yeah. You know, Pastor, wow, boy, that's, that's some good stuff. <laughs> I have to tell you. You know, and, I, and I'd say this every time we have a man on, it is just so awesome that we can have three men sitting at home on a Friday night. Come on with it. Talking about Jesus Christ. Mm. Not the game, not the girls. Not 
smoking, drinking, hustling, gambling, and none of that. Mm-hmm. We talking about the Lord. Talking about the Lord. And that's just, <laughs> you know, and that's just something that just makes me. I, I like to get up and dance and shout. <laughs> you know, I don't do a whole lot of it while I'm at church because I'm in. I'm usually over in the children's church area, but uh, every now and then. I might get up and make a little bit of noise yeah. for the Lord, you know. <laughs> but it just warms. It, it it makes me feel like I've accomplished something for the Lord when I can say, man, the other night, me, two other guys, we were talking about Jesus. Mm. And we were talking about him in the hopes that somebody out there was listening and they found him. Well, Brian, he's here. Oh, yes. He said, what did he say? He said, we're two and three, what? Gathered together. Uh-huh. I am in the midst. Okay. He's right in the midst. Now, see, here's the thing. See, the, the thing about his, his, his words is if a person don't believe it, and that's the biggest thing right there. That, 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 okay, well, I believe he's in the midst. You know, I, uh, I'm, I'm going through. I, I, you, know, what, what is, you know, what is he doing? He said, he's in the midst of us. What, where is he? You know, where is it? Where, where is Jesus at? When I need, I need him bad. A lot of our prayers don't get answered because we pray the wrong way. Some people say you can't pray the wrong way. Some people, yeah, you know, this is, I don't want to say it anyway. Some, they have prayed directly to Jesus. They have petitioned Jesus. And Jesus said, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. Hmm. It's John 16 and 23. Said, 16 and 23 said, in that day, you shall ask me nothing. So whatever you ask the Father in my name, he will give it you. That's right. And I'm going to pray to Jesus. Well, I mean, the devil, he, 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 the boy wise. The devil is a smart man. Right, he's so smart, I'm going to say it like this. He's so smart that, that Jesus makes this statement. He said, you know, if the days weren't short, even the very elect would be fooled. <laughs> so, well, I mean, that's something to thank him for right there. Yes, sir. That, 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 okay, I'm, I, look, he's the reason why the devil ain't fooling me now. He, he he got wisdom, and so we you know can't we don't want to fool around with him. No, he got wisdom. That's why he tell us submit yourself to God, resist the devil, and he'll flee. Mm. And so most people miss the first one. They just say resist the devil, and he'll flee. Ah, but the first statement is submit yourself to God. Started with a verb, so the you is silent, and people miss that since it's a silent you. You submit. <laughs> and see, you know, it's, it's, so it's these things like the say, take no thought, you know, uh, uh, about your life. That means I have a choice. I can take the thought or not take the thought. So the devil shoots the dart to say what you can't do. Now I can either accept that or reject it. If it don't line up with the Word of God, then I, re I reflect it. But the problem that most of us have is we don't know the Word of God. Mm -hmm. So here's the devil shooting. We have the example with Jesus in Luke. He's shooting the darts at Jesus. I know you. He, he comes at Jesus at that, at that time. Look, now think about Let's look at this picture for a minute. He just came out of this experience with the Holy Ghost. Voice coming down from heaven. My son, whom I'm well pleased. Right from all of that. Spiritual high, wilderness, temptation by the devil. He had an eight in 40 days. He says, to, he says to Jesus, he didn't say nothing about the temple. He didn't say nothing about bowing down and worship me. First thing he says is, I know you're hungry. <laughs> and change them stones into bread. The, very, the weakest thing, the, our weakest point, he'll show up to say, well, you know, you, for instance, uh, uh, let's say a married man. Uh, you know you want her. <laughs> you know you want her. And so we have to either, we have to refute it with the word of God. You know, we have to come back and say, no, devil, he told me to flee fornication. <laughs> I need to flee it. I, I, I don't need to commit adultery because I won't, that's a work of the flesh. Galatians 5. Say, adulterers won't inherit the kingdom of God. So, no, I can't do that because this is a short fun. 
could cause me my salvation. And when I say cause me my salvation, if I'm there committing fornication and I die right then, oh, man, I'm in a bad position. I can't even repent. And says so, and things, and we. It's the fourth quarter, and it's two minutes in the game, and 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 some of us, you know, Paul said when I when I was a child, I you know I thought as a child and I spake as a child, but when I became grown, I I put a see. I like what he says. He said I put away childish things. Most of us don't want to put them away. And well, God want me to be there, then I'll be there. But see, the will of God, see, faith can only begin where the will of God is known. So if I don't know the will of God for my life, I'll end my prayer like this. Well, if it be your will. Mm, that's the biggest mistake. Mm-hmm. And so when I don't know the will, I end it with, be thy will, if it be your will. Mm. And so many things today are so traditional. A lot of times in church they say what they always hear. You know, yeah. if you can find a place for me in your kingdom. And I saw the last song, and I say this not to pick at anybody, but, you know, just, just hearing it. I saw the last song. I lined the last hymn. If you find a place for me in your kingdom. Well, he said, I'd go to prepare a place for you. Now, he done lost it. Now, he don't have room. Yeah, he don't have room. And <laughs> no room at the end. You know? <laughs> and, and, and I was speaking with a friend of mine. Which is the largest? We're dealing with you can't. Which is the largest? A mansion or a house? A mansion. Okay. We, 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 we would say a mansion, but see, Jesus makes this awesome statement. In my Father's house are what? Many. Many mansions. Well, I don't know what kind of house the Father got, but it's got to be something serious. If in his house there are many mansions. Ah. You just taught me something right there, boy. I like that. Yeah. So since God's word is true, therefore the house is bigger than a mansion. You know what, Pastor? What, a lot of times we 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 come from church and we're so fired up, and we, not knowing, we we come home to the toys that Paul was talking about—the soap operas, the 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 lifetime shows—and and I say those things because I don't think a lot of people realize what's happening in those shows. Mm-hmm. How can somebody get enjoyment of watching someone? Cheating with somebody's husband. How do you get enjoyment out of watching those type of shows? Well, you know, some people say, well, it's just entertainment. Uh, uh-huh. Sometimes if you look at it, if you pay close attention, the things that you watch, a lot of times those are the same actions that you will portray out. That's so true. So I think I think that has a lot to do with how we're programmed. It really does. Now, remember I said out of the abundance of the heart, the mouth speaks. Yes. And so what we allow to go in our ear gate, it does get down into our hearts. And then that then, see, it's like a commercial on TV. Uh, uh, you know, I'm going to go back with us. I mean, I like to teach the world to sing in perfect harmony. I like to buy the world a Coke, you know. Remember the Coke commercial? Yes. Years ago? See, you know, it's some commercials that we can remember that we didn't try to learn. <laughs> Subliminal messages. But because we've heard them so many times, see, it goes right down into us. See, this is why the devil keeps people out of church on Sundays. Why? Faith comes by hearing. Yeah, that's right. You can't get it by laying on the hands. can't get it through prophecy. You can't get it through fasting. Faith comes by hearing. And then hearing by the word of God. So when I hear the word of God, that's how my faith comes. So a commercial on TV, I, I don't try to learn it. But I've heard it so much that I, that I just know it. Didn't try to learn it. Two all beef, uh, patty, special you know sauce, lettuce, cheese, on <laughs> sesame seed. Bar- I was <laughs> just thinking about that commercial. <laughs> <laughs> but, I mean, how many of us sit there and say, I'm going to remember this. And this. No, we've heard it so much. That when it just uh, inkling would come on, we 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 can we can do it. And I can truly say they probably haven't played that commercial in about ten years. Yeah. That I can remember. Now, how can we remember something that we haven't heard in ten years? <laughs> we heard it so much 
that it got down into our spirit. At church, the pastor said, we're going to do a professional faith every Sunday. They said, boy, I have a hard time remembering that one. Boy, that seemed like it's long. Well, <laughs> but we have to play it over and over again. I call it, what I call it meditation. It's like an internal commercial on the canvas of your imagination. <laughs> I just play it over and over again on my on the canvas of my imagination. Hearing, hearing, hearing. Yes. Yeah. Then say, haven't heard. You miss it. Faith didn't come by having heard, because if it did, I would need to hear it one time. So it's hearing, and folks will say that all the time. You talk to them about the, anything about the Bible or Christ. Oh, I already know that. I heard that. Yeah, I heard that. I know that. They cut you off. Don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear it no more. I don't want to hear that no more. Well, what you want to hear? What do you want to hear? You know, and so it's you know it's always well, well you know you say I can. Well, how can I? If I, you know, you know, all the current that I need is running throughout my house right now. All I got to do is take off the ground cable, and I lose power. So if I'm not grounded, you better hit me here. If I'm not grounded, I have no power. There you go. That's it. So if I humble myself, grounded, he'll exalt me. He'll give me power. So humility is tough today because it's such false humility. You know, they have so much fake humility out there. Oh, Brian, that's a nice suit you got on. Oh, man, this thing, I got it on sale, man. And I got it down to the such and such, man. It was $19 for that suit. What are we, what are we doing? We call ourselves being humble, but we're downgrading ourselves. We're downgrading what God has blessed us with. Hmm. Man, I saw that new car. Y'all, oh, man, this thing got 60000 miles on it. ain't new. <laughs> <laughs> it's new to you. You know, God done bless you with it. It's new to you. But what we do, we, we downgrade our man. This ain't that. This little thing here. Boy, I'm going to tell you what God told me. This is real good. I was, I was going to see my mom. And it began to rain. But I said, well, Lord, I guess it's going. It's drizzling on me. And as I'm going down the road. So he stops me and says, why do you call my rain drizzle? I said, because it's just a little. He said, but is it rain? I said, well, yeah. He said, well, don't call it drizzle. It's rain. He says, if I, if I add two people to your church, I am raining in your church. <laughs> they don't call it drizzle anymore. No, it's raining. So I told my people at church, don't, 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 you know, don't devalue what we would say. Well, I like that little, I saw you in your little suit. No, it ain't no little suit when God blessed me with it. And God is concerned about the little things in all of our lives. So much so, he said, uh, Brian, I, I can tell you right now how many hairs you got on your head. <laughs> and that's a small thing. Pastor, you remember when I when I talked, when I first met you at the... When at I the spiritual you, growth. When I spent, yeah, when we, we spoke at the spiritual thing. What did you, you remember when I, when I told you about the show? Uh-huh. Did you correct me right then and there? Uh, yeah, yes, I did. Yes, okay. I did, because you said I got this. Yeah, I ain't going to say it, but you said it. Yeah, yeah. No, 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 don't call it little. Yeah. You got your awesome show. Do you want an awesome show? Yeah. Well, I got an awesome show. What am I doing? I'm speaking in faith. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Man, I got an awesome show. Not as though they were. As though they were. Now, here's another clue. He didn't say speak those things that are as though they are not. Mm-hmm. What I mean by that, people have a cold. I ain't sick. I don't have no cold. No, yes, you do. No, you got He didn't see that. And we get confused on it. I don't have no cold. No, that's not what he said to do. No, you are. You do have the cold, but you're not speaking to the cold. You're speaking to your healing. Yes. It's like, I think it, and this is good for the women out there. It's two people in every man, a king and a fool. A king and a fool is in every man. It just depends on which one they speak to. <laughs> <laughs> That's so true. It, it's so true. You know, if you speak to the king, you're going to get the king. You speak to the fool, he's going to be a fool. My, my, my. And so so it's, it's awesome. I, I, you know, I often say this, the more we get the word of God in us, then the more we look at challenges as, uh, you know, people say, I'm going through something. Mm-hmm. They won't say that. They'll say, I'm growing through something. I'm growing through my struggles. Why? 
what is God doing? He's revealing himself to me in a whole different way. Because when he delivered me from what I'm going through now, see, all I've done is went from faith to faith and from glory to glory. Each level, you know, again, it goes back to those testings. With each level, that's a test, and you, you will be tested on the level where you are, where you currently are. And so since I can't go above that level, he tests me at that one level until I get past it. Then I go from faith. Now my faith has increased. Now I went from that faith to the next faith. I went from having a small show to having a medium show to having a large show. I got nationwide, you know, guests from all over America coming on the show, talking on the radio show. Why? What have I been doing? Speaking what I wanted. And it's so powerful. I did it in church one Sunday. We had a musician for uh, two weeks, two Sundays a month. We had him for first and third. We didn't have anybody for second and fourth. Boy, and the Spirit of God got on me. I went over to the keyboard and said, keyboard, I am talking to you. You will be played every Sunday. You've been designed to play beautiful music to the Lord, and you will do it. I said, I'm talking to you. You better hear me. I went to my drums, and I declared the same spoke to my drums. It was less than a month that a drummer showed up and said, I'm here, Pastor. I'm here with you the whole while. The musician who came twice a month says, I'm here, all, I'm here with you forever. You got me. What did I do? Speak to the sycamore tree. You, you guys know it. That's it. That's it. So, Pastor, someone wanted to get in touch with you about speaking or to get in touch with you to come to your church um, or to have you come to their church. Uh, yes. How can they get in contact with you? Uh, my phone number is 850 273 2991. Again, it's 850-273-2991. And again, my church is New Image Christian Center. We're at 2328 Appalachia Parkway. We're the corner of Appalachia Parkway and Victory Gardens. What an awesome place to be at Victory Gardens. Again, New Image Christian Center in Tallahassee, Florida. Brother Brian, now you see why I wanted to uh, get him on the show? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. <laughs> I just got an email, and uh, the email says, Oh, my God, some of the things he's saying is so true. My pastor told us about watching the soaps, and it's like I can't stop watching them. He said, You do not need to see anyone cheating on people. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, just from that email, the Lord will confirm your words if they're from him. Yes. I you can't know, even tell you how many MySpace hits I've, I've gotten since you since we've been talking wow <laughs> you know so many people are being touched right now because uh god speaking through you you being obedient to and 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 bold to say the things that you're saying yes when you said that you spoke to your keyboard i i, I could see people uh clench their fists and like wait wait a minute that don't sound right well to them it don't sound like to those that don't know it sounds foolish but you took the step, and that's a beautiful thing, what you're doing. And I just thank you for being so honest and so open uh, to, to doing what God has called you to do. It's a beautiful thing, man. And when you spoke at the center, man, I, I was just in awe. I, I sat there, I took notes, and I, and I really enjoyed it. Well, we thank God for the opportunity to come on the show. Yes, 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 we do. You know, final thought, Pastor. Uh -huh. Tell us, what would you do if some, if you were able to meet God face to face right now? What would what would you say to him? I would say to God, how do you love us the way you do? With all of our flaws, with all of our uh, disobedience to your commands on our lives. How do you continue to love us the way you do? That's what I would ask him. Because that love is incredible. I don't know how he does it. I don't know how he does it. 
He is an awesome God. Yes, he is. Yeah, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, that concludes another show. Remember, you can because he did. Yes. Yes. That being said, you've been listening to the Abundant Solutions Hour. We thank you and God bless.